The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you along for the ride and glad to have Eric Ryder with us. He's the one who keeps us in our lane. Here today, Eric and Nelson once again. Eric is a fan favorite on Trip Talk. Let's just be clear about that. And she is returning with more stories of the artistic gems and roadside attractions that she has discovered in her travels as creator of the world's largest collection of the world's smallest versions of the world's largest things. This time, we will turn our attention to America's heartland and the magical legacy of Oz. We'll be doing that in just a moment, but let me tell you, here's a little bit of travel advice. Chart your course to visit Alliance, Nebraska. Fun, safe, family-friendly, and pet-friendly activities make Alliance one adventure you and your family don't want to miss. Come for Carhenge and stay to experience our many other free attractions, plus craft brews and local dining. Yes, all of the attractions are free. Shop along our historic brick streets, too. Carhenge is a 2020 Top 10 Worldwide Award winner by TripAdvisor. Unique, quirky, and a pop culture icon. Carhenge is open year-round to visitors who love to experience something different. You won't find a to-scale replica of England's Stonehenge quite like this anywhere else in the world. Our little slice of country is your place to relax before you head to the hills or the mountains with all of the small town charm your soul needs. For more information, go to visitalliance.com. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and alert drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert drops will stop it. What is alert drops? Alert drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, alert drops will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving, whether you're studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get alert drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertdrops.com. Very important. Go to alertdrops.com and stay safe. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Yes, we are here to uplift you. To return to Oz, that's the theme of the current issue of American Road Magazine. And who better to celebrate that and expand, pushing that envelope as she looks at the heartland of America on her travels. We're talking about Erica Nelson, of course. Erica, we are glad to have you back once again. Always fun to be here. And I was really excited to hear the ad about um, that section of Nebraska because there isn't another Stonehenge like that, but I do have a world's smallest version of Carhenge in my own collection. Do you now? Alliance, Nebraska. Yes, of course I do. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, as a matter of fact, and this is a chance for us to give everybody a heads up, next week, Alliance, Nebraska is 
the subject of our episode. We're going to talk to a couple of ladies who promote it. They are in the service of all that Alliance Nebraska has to offer. So we will certainly look forward to that. Erica, let me just put it right out there. Let's go with the hard hitting issue first. How many Kansans of your acquaintance, and you can number yourself among them, of course, find their sensibilities being abraded when people go, oh, you're from Kansas? Right on, the Wizard of Oz. I am here in the land of Oz, formerly known as Kansas. <laughs> and there you are, uh, pr presumably in Lucas, Kansas, a place that you call home when you're not on the road. People in Kansas aren't necessarily crazy about the lasting legacy, not that they aren't proud of the Wizard of Oz and all of that mythos there, but I, I can imagine many a Kansan, maybe yourself too, Erica, saying, you know, folks, we have a lot more than that to offer. Yeah, it's like tall people being asked if they play basketball or any of those things that you hear over and over and over again. Every Kansan knows that as soon as you leave the borders of this state, the first thing people will ask you when they ask when you they hear where you're from is, oh, well, where's Toto? Um, oh, really? Yeah. How and, droll. And it's it's as a Kansas transplants, it wasn't so bad the first couple of years, but 10 and 15 years on it, people are really smug about how clever they are with the line that we've all heard every single introduction. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but that being said, it is a great story. And there are a couple of places in Kansas that realize that this story hit the heart of so many people and there needed to be that touchstone within Kansas because it is such a relationship, such a long relationship with the story of the Wizard of Oz. I use the word mythos. And yes, touchstone, that's a, a great word for it, Erica, because I can imagine someone, now particularly if we're talking about Dust Bowl days, and people in Kansas let their imaginations wander. Maybe a lot of them do today for reasons best known to themselves there. But when they think about a tornado coming, they think about the, the dry times, this feeling of being parched, both physically and perhaps spiritually, their imaginations wonder what might be over their proverbial rainbow. So I can see there on the flatlands of Kansas where people could get into that mentality. And apparently the Wizard of Oz found a kind of spiritual home there because people often use that whole Oz experience as a kind of metaphor of life. Yeah, and that sort of um, escape from the drudgery and toil that you see at the beginning but revealing that nostalgia for stability, um, which might or might not be true as far as what your life circumstances might be, but that sort of yearning at the beginning and then at the end yearning for what you left. So it is this great cyclical story and yeah, does use some of the icons that you associate with Kansas, namely a tornado as a period of transition <laughs> pretty rough one at that yes watch your head you know and and that wonderful story that plays out and at the end we realize that that connectedness that emotional and spiritual connectedness tells us that there's no place like home wherever home may be it's a universal message yes yes it is 
The current issue of American Road is themed Return to Oz, Revisiting the Land Over the Rainbow. It's a wonderful issue. I don't remember encountering one like it. I've been a subscriber for years. But this, is, this really is socked with great stories about the legacy of Oz. And it turns out that not only was there that monumental movie, which one critic, believe it or not, Erica, actually said appeared to be a stinkeroo. That was the word. I'm afraid we've got a stinkeroo. Well, guess again. <laughs> and here, all these years later, about 80 years on, we're looking at a situation where Oz lives on in our imaginations and various entrepreneurs, producers, networks, cable have found The Wizard of Oz and they've tried to update it and not to mention Broadway in the various iterations of this essential story. So you mentioned even where you are in Lucas, for a time there was some big to do about a program that was filmed there, was it not? Uh, it wasn't filmed there, but uh, it was a remake of the Oz story. Um, and they had Dorothy, not just from Kansas, but from Lucas, Kansas, as a nurse practitioner. And so the opening shot is an imagined Lucas. And so when the town tuned in to this TV version of Lucas and they saw the hospital, they're like, oh, I hope I hope we get one like that someday. <laughs> <laughs> so it it is it is a weird relationship of um, of fable making that, again, has its place in a state where people actually live and have to deal with that. Uh, that Oz story as both a, a boon and a burden sometimes. But the people who have embraced it have embraced it because they know that at the core of it, it's this very heartfelt story. Uh, one of the other great parts about the magazine isn't just going through the Wizard of Oz that we think of, like the tele television and movie version that everybody grew up with. They also go through the Wiz, so the Michael Jackson version that was redone with New York as the setting uh, is really this expansion of not just the movie version, the TV and movie version of Oz, but all of those iterations. It even goes into Frank Baum's uh, background, and so the house where he lived in uh, in Chicago ended up. Uh, being destroyed, but the owner of that property decided that there needed to be a gold paved street as a remembrance to Frank Baum. Oh, that's a nice tribute. Yeah. Well, it's a great issue. I encourage everyone to pick up a copy. We are Kansas centric for the most part here today. We're going to dip into Oklahoma too, as time allows. Erica, tell us about something that I believe is going on right now, the big Kansas road trip. Oh, yeah. And that's, this is one of the best things about Kansans talking about themselves. We're really humble people. So it takes an exterior source to get you to brag about yourself. And that includes most rural towns. So uh, this is the third year that this has happened. There is a gap year uh, in 2020 because of COVID. But there's a group called the Kansas Explorers Club. And they used to do a big uh, get together in one location around the state. And they decided that instead of talking about places, they really need to show places. So now they're choosing three counties every year and setting aside a four day weekend to just say, hey, 
everybody in the state go explore these three counties. And so this year, uh, it started out yesterday and um, my social media is full of people posting from this year's big annual Kansas road trip. I'm glad that people have that opportunity uh, as they're listening to a live broadcast now and then it will become a podcast. I hope some people will hear about it and show up. A lot to do in Kansas. How about murals? Now, I understand, Erica, from talking to you that Kansas had a world's largest mural. It was in Wichita, and then the record was broken by somebody. Yeah, and that's the the down part about some of those um, some of those world records that are achievable uh, by by seemingly normal people. It means that they're achievable by the next person too. So this is one of those titles that rolls over pretty quickly. But there is a grain elevator, a decommissioned grain elevator in Wichita, and a team of muralists came and painted a mural in less than one month that was the world's largest mural at that time. Um, they had that title for maybe six months before somebody else said, hey, well, we've got a grain elevator. We could do that too. And now the one of the largest in production is uh, happening on a, on a dam site. So that sort of boom of record making started here in Kansas. I like it. That sounds great. I don't think this exists in Boulder City, Nevada anymore, but there was a nice diner. It was quite popular back in the day near Hoover Dam. And their slogan was, we offer the best food by a dam site. So, <laughs> so you, look for, you look for your marketing opportunities by looking at what you have around you, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and dad puns work universally. Yes, absolutely. There is all of that, but wait, there's more. Now, this oddity-wise, this really intrigues me, Erica. In Cocker City, Kansas City, what will you find there that stands out? Well, as you know, I focus mainly on world's largest things. And the most iconic world's largest thing that it, you bring it up in conversation, and at some point somebody's going to say, well... You mean like the world's largest ball of twine? Yes, it is so iconic. It is such a center to this whole genre. And it too lives in Kansas. So up in Cocker City is the world's largest ball of twine. Uh, it did have a rival in Darwin, Minnesota, uh, but Cocker City citizens rallied around their ball and wound more twine on it to regain that title. Um, and the power of that icon was so strong that there is a visitor uh, from the New England states and he fell in love with the ball of twine with the town that it was in and he decided to go home tell his girlfriend hey you know I think we ought to go pursue our dream and there's a building for sale right next to the ball of twine why don't we go buy it and start a monster museum and so they did it just opened in mid-April so this is Again, a brand new site that came to Kansas because of one of these wonderful, iconic, uh, wholesome, wonderful, beautiful oddities that dot the Kansas landscape. 
Igor's Auditorium and Monster Museum. Let's throw these folks some love. Have you had a chance to tour it? I have not yet uh, because I've also been on a mural project. So I've actually relocated a couple hours further west for a couple of months. But they um, decided to carry sodas for the traveling public. And one of his recent posts were um, the sodas that he was able to find also go along with that theme. So you can have dirt soda. And he said it gets worse and worse with each sip. <laughs> you know what? I can see a guy like Sven Gulli. He likes to get out on the road. I'm sure he would have a warm welcome there. That would be the kind of thing you would expect to see on his program. I love that. Igor's that E-Y-E-G-O-R-E apostrophe S. Igor's Auditorium and Monster Museum. Well, Erica, we want the scoop from you when you do get there and have a chance to check that out. That would be great. Wouldn't be surprised to find it in the pages of American Road Magazine as well. I would hope so. We usually have some sort of uh, spooky or monster themed issue in the fall. So I will definitely put that in the hopper of uh, promoting it because of just that wonderful origin story. Um, Kansas is the place where those dreams can come true. You've got the space for it. That's for sure. Yeah. You have an article and kudos. I read it. It's wonderful. The uh, headline is Think Big, Tin Woodman in Boise City, Oklahoma. Now, you folks thought I was meaning uh, Idaho. No, there is a Boise City, Oklahoma. There you can find a rather large, outsized, in fact, Tin Woodman. And that was covered, and it's in the current issue, by Erica Nelson. You went there and took photos and wrote this article. Give us the skinny on the Tin Woodman of Boise City, Oklahoma. Well, the Boise City Tin Man was um, crafted by a, a local man and served a, uh, a roadside diner for a long time. But then when that cafe and convenience store closed, uh, somebody else came and decided, oh, that Tin Woodman would work well at my attraction over in Colorado. So this guy scooped it up, had it in the back of his truck, and as it was passing through Boise City, he stopped to see uh, Cimarron Heritage Center. The folks there said, hey, I recognize that Tin Man. What are you doing with it? It's like, oh, I'm going to use it as an attraction. Well, if you ever want it to come back to Oklahoma, we would love to have it. So it did relocate briefly over in Colorado, but then it came back and is now a part of this Cimarron Heritage Center. And the best part about traveling to places like these, I went to see the Tin Man because I knew that was the theme for the magazine. But when I got there, it was this amazing mishmash of cool, neat things that had just sort of collected almost like a magnetic force in Boise City. The architect for the building was, was it's a golf building. Uh, there's a giant slab of petrified wood. There's a huge, beautifully sculpted um, dinosaur out front because there are dinosaur bones nearby. But the one thing that I didn't get to see because it was temporarily unavailable, Boise City was also the site of an accidental bomb drop. A bomb was dropped by accident on Boise City. It landed in the town center 
and there is a monument to that accidental friendly fire bomb drop. It was a test run uh, leading up into World War II. Uh, and up until a week before I visited, there was a monument to it in downtown. And sadly, when you travel, you don't always have control over over the situation. Uh, they had decided to widen their streets and work on their sidewalks so that bomb site was temporarily gone. So it wasn't just the woodmen, it was woodmen and dinosaurs and architects and <laughs> accidents and petrified wood. How could you get any better than actually going and seeing and exploring and digging a little deeper? Boise City, Oklahoma and the Cimarron Heritage Center a bit more about the dinosaur, please. This was an excavation back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so one of the best things about living in the middle of the nation is that this was an inland sea and it was rife with life. And this in the Cimarron grasslands uh, is also home to many dinosaur digs. And uh, this one is the metal version. It's called Simi for short because it's a Cimarronosaurus. Measured 65 feet long, 35 feet tall, and uh, gets covered in Christmas lights in the December months. But it is a replica of the Epotamosaurus bones that were excavated nearby. That would be a fun place to visit, that's for sure. And a lot of these, just as a general question, Erica, do you find that where they have the, the roadside attraction, the roadside is a given. Okay, you're on the road and here it is, go see it. But how about the accommodations? I can see a diner, I can see fast food, but how about a place to stay if you wanted to make it a regional visit? Is it usually easy to find some affordable lodging? Um, I am a camper by nature. So when I get a chance to sleep out in a grasslands, that's where I go. So I don't normally keep my eyes open for motels along the way, just because I, I don't like sleeping in them. <laughs> so that's probably a strange answer from somebody who writes for a travel magazine based on hotel, <laughs> hotel advertising. Um, so I'm not sure on that score. A lot of people are close to the earth, though, Erica. They would definitely empathize with you and, and share that enthusiasm. I did want to ask you there what we've got about a minute, minute and a half to talk. Tell us about something in which your wonderful enterprise appears. I was so delighted to see you posted in Facebook recently, Atlas Obscura. I didn't know there was such a thing for people who look for oddities. And there you were. You have your own page. Yeah, um, they've been, we've been mutual super fans for a while, but Atlas Obscura is another really great resource for travelers who are looking for something a little bit odd or unique. And they've been doing a page a day calendar also uh, last year, this year. And my surprise was on Christmas morning when a friend posted his shot of his page a day calendar, he turned it over. And I was featured on the back. And it turns out my weekend was this May 1st weekend. So I had purchased my own page a day calendar and eagerly awaited the daily reveal of the next wonder or oddity from around our, our awesome globe. And there I was all weekend long featured in uh, the May 1st and 2nd pages of the Atlas Obscura page a day calendar. Well-deserved, Erica. Congratulations. Thank you. They're, again, they're 
great explorers also of the odd and unusual, and they go beyond what, the scope of American Road, but it's a really good overlap. I thank you, Erica Nelson. The time always flies when we talk, and I can't wait for our next visit. Yeah, and hopefully have, have a little bit more stable uh, conversation in the middle, in the first part. We will definitely do that. Erica Nelson, everybody. And thank you for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.